Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm Jared St. Clair. In today's episode, we're going to talk about back to school. Here in Utah, kids started going back this week. It's the middle of August. It's too early, in my opinion. If I were in charge, so many things would be different, but that's one thing that would be different. Kids would go back to school after Labor Day. Uh, Kids would be out of school all through June, July, and August. Uh, and about 80% of what they're teaching in schools would be replaced with things that are actually valuable. But hey, that's just me. Today, we're going to talk a little bit differently about back to school. Of course, we're not talking about backpacks and three-ring binders or trapper keepers as we had when I was a kid. We're talking about what you can do to prepare your elementary school child, your junior high school or high school child, or children, your preschool or siblings of kids who are in school, your one, two, three, and four-year-olds that aren't in school yet that uh, have kids, uh, or sorry, have older siblings that are coming back from school with a variety of stresses uh, from the immune standpoint as well as mental-emotional. We will talk about immunity, but that's going to be just a part of what we discussed today because what I really want to get into is every age of child that you may have or grandchild if you're someone who's no longer got kids at home. I just spoke to a wonderful, wonderful woman from Texas who uh, is is a uh, self-proclaimed empty nester and uh, hopefully this information will be valuable for her as well as those who have children in the home. Uh, I myself have uh, two old children, you know, they're like 23 and 25. I've got a couple of uh, younger ones, a nine-year-old, almost 10, and a 12-year-old who's almost 13, both of which are homeschooled. So a little bit different, but The truth of the matter is everything I plan to share today should be valuable across the board for not just the kids, but for you, the parent and or grandparent or guardian or step parent or whatever you are, uh, because let's face it, if you've got kids in school, you have stress that is different than their stress, but it is very, very real making sure the homework gets done, making sure they're staying healthy and well-fed, making sure that they're doing okay with uh, you know, their uh, classmates, um, with any kind of you know, emotional, mental, social pressures that they're dealing with. All of that piles on top of your shoulders as well. So we're going to talk about how you can work as a team with your children to improve your mental and emotional state throughout the school year, as well as um, the immune support that you'll need for the you know cold and flu season. They used to call it the cold and flu season, then COVID came and the flu disappeared. Amazing. But regardless, that's what we're talking about today on Vitality Radio. I hope you'll stick with me because I think it's going to be a really unique take on some information that will be very, very valuable for you. So first, let's talk about what I now consider more important than any supplement that I can tell you about or that I can sell you on VitalityNutrition.com or at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. That being said, remember, I do need to stay in business So we still would love you to shop with us, but really I'm joking. Um, The point of the matter is, as I was explaining to a client earlier today, 
uh, that same wonderful woman from Texas. My job is to assist you in understanding well enough what you need to do from a lifestyle standpoint that you can take less supplements and certainly less pharmaceuticals, if not getting rid of those altogether. That would be my ultimate goal for everybody listening. Uh, because the truth of the matter is there are certain things. Um, I call them my vital five. And then, of course, I have a few beyond that that make a lot of sense for most people as well that we all kind of need as a supplement. But much of what is sold in health food stores or online or anywhere else that you might be buying supplements most of that stuff is still symptom relief, and optimally, we're not relieving symptoms. We're getting to the root of the problem. So where we're going to start today is on the mental, emotional side of back to school. I know, I 100% know that many of you listening right now, and it may be you that I'm talking to specifically, are more stressed about your kid going back to school than your kid is, and it's not even close. I know that. I have experienced it, and I have talked to so many parents who experience it every single year. And so I want to help with the stress of this transition as much as I want to help with anything else. So first, let's talk about what's called the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system, autonomic basically meaning automatic, uh, it switches back and forth between two sides, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Now, the way I think about this, just because it, it works for me, I came up with this analogy um, and I love it because it helps me understand more of a visual uh, visualization of what these two things look like. On the sympathetic side, we have fight or flight. I think everybody has heard of fight or flight. You've heard of it. You kind of have an understanding of it, or maybe you have a great understanding of it. But most people that I talk to have never heard of rest and digest, which is the parasympathetic side. And I'm going to talk about what those two things mean in just a moment. But here's the analogy. Imagine, if you've never done this, uh, jumping out of a plane. You've got your uh, parachute on. Uh, but it has not been deployed. Most of us that are going to jump out of a plane are doing what they call, I think, a tandem jump. I've never done this, by the way. I don't know that I could bring myself to jump out of a, a plane that was going down, let alone one that was working. But uh, regardless, uh, if you're jumping out of a plane, I would anticipate that the first thing that would happen would be what we know as an adrenaline rush, right? It's like, holy this is happening, right? I'm on my way plummeting to the earth at an unbelievable rate of speed, and I need to have my game face on. I need to be prepared to pull the chute when it's time to pull the chute. Got to pull that ripcord when it's time. That would be your fight or flight, which would be your sympathetic nervous system. You are focused, hyper-focused, in this case, on saving your life by pulling the ripcord. Now, once the time arrives and it's time to pull the ripcord, you're pulling the ripcord. The parachute opens, which would be the parasympathetic nervous system. And all of a sudden, instead of plummeting towards the earth, you're gliding towards the earth at a much more 
reduced rate of speed, a level of speed where you will survive the fall. And as such, you have time. Now you have time to not just be hyper-focused on the thing pulling the ripcord, but broaden your focus on the world around you. You can see the beautiful blue sky. You can see the mountains in the distance, at least if you live in a place with mountains. You can possibly see bodies of water down below. You can see homes. You can see businesses, whatever it is, depending on where you're, you're uh, parachuting. And you get an opportunity to see the beautiful things that you would want to see when you're skydiving and focus on those things because you're not at any peril of dying anymore. The stress has passed. You're no longer in the sympathetic nervous system, but you're in the parasympathetic nervous system. As such, everything is open to you. Now, what's happening, happening physiologically in these two states? Physiologically, your, your brain is doing what it does. But what's happening in your body? In your body, in the fight or flight state, your digestive system is essentially turned off. If you have food in your stomach, your body is saying, or your brain is saying to the stomach, hey, hold that thought. We've got things to do here. We've got to fight somebody or we've got to get away. We have to focus all of our energies on saving ourselves. That means most of the energy, most of the blood flow is going to be at the extremities. It's going to be in your arms and your legs in case you need to punch somebody or run away. That's what fight or flight looks like. Now, fight or flight is not a bad state of the nervous system. It's a necessary state. If a car is heading at you at 60 miles an hour, it's very good to be able to jump out of the way. Or if you have a deadline and you've got to get something done in the next 30 minutes, it's great to be in fight or flight for 30 minutes so that you can focus on that thing and get it done. There are many opportunities where fight or flight pays off, but we don't want to be there long term. We want to be there in short bursts when we need it, and then we want to fall back into the parasympathetic nervous system. Parasympathetic nervous system, your digestive system turns back on. You're able to eat calmly and digest your food efficiently. But I like to take not just rest and digest, because also if you can get yourself in the parasympathetic parasympathetic state, sorry, the rest and digest mode before sleep, you sleep much, much better. <clears throat> before you eat, you eat and digest much, much better. But not only that, you also are able to digest information much more efficiently. You have more information available to you to understand and see for what it is. When you're plummeting towards the earth, the only information matters is when do I pull this ripcord? But when you are gliding towards the earth, the information is, oh, look at that beautiful view of all of the things below me. All right, so we have to recognize these two sides of the nervous system. And if we can recognize them, it's very easy to figure out when we are in one or the other. One of the things that happens when we're in fight or flight is our heart starts to race. We breathe much more shallowly. We're getting less oxygen in and we're doing short, quick breaths instead of long, deep breaths. We also, as I said, our heart rate increases, our pulse increases, our blood pressure increases, all of these different things. So if you feel those things, tightening of the chest, 
uh, an uneasiness in the stomach or the gut, that would indicate that, yeah, you're in fight or flight. You need to calm down. So now that we understand the autonomic nervous system, what the heck do we do about it? I mean, these things that stress us out are real, and it's seemingly not as easy to pull the ripcord in life as it is to pull the actual ripcord when we're flying towards the earth. But the truth of the matter is, there are things you can do to pull the ripcord in life as well. You can also start to recognize when your children are in fight or flight. It's easier to see it in other people, a little bit more difficult, I think, for most of us to recognize it in ourselves. But as we become really good at recognizing fight or flight and rest and digest, it becomes much easier to deal with it. So look for the clues, look for the symptoms when your child is stressed out and they're they won't stop talking or they won't stop crying or they're breathing very shallowly and they're nervous, they're tapping their fingers, they're biting their nails, they're doing whatever it is that they do. They're closing you out maybe in some cases depending on the child or they're begging for your help in some way depending again on the personality of the child. Then yeah, they're in fight or flight and you as a loving parent or grandparent can help to pull them out of it. So let's talk about how to do that. Um, and there are a few things that uh, we teach in our emotional vitality workshops at Vitality Nutrition. And uh, if you're interested in the workshops, let me know. You can hit, hit me up at uh, Jared Saint, at Jared Saint on Instagram. Uh, you can join our Facebook community, which we would love to have you at. There's always a link to that in the uh, description of the podcast. If you have a hard time, if you're listening on radio and you have a hard time finding the Facebook community, you can call Vitality Nutrition and leave your Facebook information and I will send you an invitation. Uh, but uh, that's a great place to uh, communicate with me as well. We have nearly 200 members there. I think we'll be at 200 before this show airs, which is so exciting because it is an amazing, amazing group of people that really want to achieve vitality. Okay, so... Um, the Emotional Vitality Workshops, we teach a bunch of different things. We talk about fight or flight. We talk about rest and digest. But one of the biggest things we talk about is recognizing when you're in that state, recognizing when somebody else is in that state. Because if they're in that state, trying to reason with someone who's in fight or flight mode, it ain't happening. I mean, have you ever had an argument with someone and you think you've got all these amazing insights that you can you know, prove that person is wrong and they aren't hearing any of it, or at least it seems like they're not hearing of it, any of it. And of course, from their point of view, the same thing's happening on your side, right? Neither one of you are going to budge when you are in fight or flight. You cannot digest that information effectively enough in most cases to actually come to some sort of a compromise or even change sides, so to speak, and come over to that person's point of view because you're so entrenched in fight or flight that you're not able to see the big picture of what they may be saying and vice versa. So what are the tools when you recognize that you're in fight or flight mode or the sympathetic nervous system? The first quickest, easiest tool that I know of is breath work. Now, I am not a breath work master. Uh, my sweet friend, Michelle, is just amazing at this and she teaches breath work in our workshops and has taught me some amazing things. I've also learned some really cool things from uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman on the Huberman Lab podcast, a fantastic podcast. 
uh, where he talks about breathwork as well. And he talks about one that is innate. Uh, it is built into all of us. We all have it. We all do it. I've talked about it on the show before. It's called the straw breath or the physiological sigh. And what it is, is it's the breath that your child does when they've just are kind of wrapping up that tantrum that they've thrown or the sadness that they had from skinning their knee and you put the Band-Aid on and they're calming down and they do. That breath, two in through the nose and one long one through the mouth, that takes us from fight or flight, from the sympathetic nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous system. And it is very, very powerful. And it is built into you. You know how to do it. So just do it. Now, the just do it part is sometimes the challenge because sometimes we don't recognize when we're in that state. And that's why recognition comes first. So you have to ask yourself, ask yourself the question, am I quote unquote stressing out? Am I in the sympathetic nervous system? Am I hyped up? Am I feeling those feelings that I feel when I'm under stress? Stress, And do I need to just relax? Because if you tell yourself to calm down or if somebody else tells you to calm down, does that work? No. In fact, if somebody else does it, it usually backfires, right? We get less calm, more aggressive, more agitated. But if we can breathe through it, we can naturally calm ourselves down. And this is a tool you can use with your kids that is beautiful and brilliant. And initially, in many cases, especially I find with the kind of tweens and teens, they're going to fight you on it. They think it's lame. They think it's something that, you know, mom or dad came up with because, you know, they listen to weird podcasts or whatever. But if you can get them to start doing it, if you can show them that you do it when you're stressed out, once they start experiencing the benefit of it, oh, they latch on to it and they love it and use it. And it becomes a powerful tool they can use for the rest of their lives and the lives of their own children. So it's really, really powerful. Start with the straw breath. That's a good one. It's easy. It's simple to teach. And it's one that they already know. The next one, and there's a bunch of them. Uh, Michelle teaches, I don't even know, probably seven or eight different ones in our workshops, and she knows a whole bunch more than that. But one I learned before I ever met Michelle that I really, really love is called the 478. And it doesn't necessarily need to be 478. Some people have to start a little bit uh, with a little bit shorter intervals, but that stands for the seconds of time that you're doing the breath. Four seconds of breathing in seven seconds of holding that breath, and then eight seconds of releasing that breath. I struggle with the eight seconds of releasing. I release it too quickly if I'm not really focused on it. But the cool thing about focusing on it is these are also mini meditations. Because when you're focused on your breathing, you get yourself into a meditative state, or at least a semi-meditative state, where the alpha brain waves start to flow. And when we are in the alpha state... We are more calm. Our mind is more calm. And so either of these techniques can help to get us there very, very quickly. So with the 478, I recommend starting, uh, if, you, if you need to start a little slow, you can do like, you know, three and five and six or something like that. Um, but work your way up to that 478 or even longer. Uh, once you've kind of mastered it, you can do more and do it three or four times and then take a little break and then do it three or four more times. 
And you'll find in a matter of just a couple of minutes, you can calm yourself down to where you can start to see the bigger picture. This is a great tool if you're about to react to something that your child has done or they're about to react to something that you have said or that another student has said to them or that a teacher has said or done. Any of those things, you can, if you can teach this, they can take a very quick break. Do the straw breath a couple of times. Do the four, seven, eight. Oftentimes they can do it before when nobody's even noticing that it's happening, especially the four, seven, eight, because it doesn't make as much noise as the straw breath. But regardless, they can do it. And once they do, they're no longer reacting. They've had time to think. They've had time to process. They've had time to digest the information because now they're in the rest and digest mode instead of fight or flight. And then they can respond instead of reacting. Very, very powerful. Now, something known as anchoring is also a very, very valuable tool. Now, once you recognize that you're going down the path of stress or anxiety, you can anchor. Now, anchoring can be almost anything. It can be some people twist a ring around their finger. Other people uh, will do something like that, make a little noise with their fingers. Uh, some people will snap their fingers. Some people will uh, clench their fists. There's a bunch of different things that you can do. Some people keep a, like a little rubber band that they can flick uh, or uh, something in their pocket, a set of keys that they can play with. Anything that they can do every single time that they're feeling that they're in fight or flight mode, that they're over in that sympathetic nervous system, if they do that, that becomes what's called a physical anchor. And you can pick what works for you. It does not matter. But you do the same thing each time. And when you do it, that becomes a physical signal to your brain that you are switching course. You're no longer staying in fight or flight mode. You're moving to rest and digest. And you're going to do that through this process of anchoring yourself and then doing your breathing and then responding to the stimulus instead of reacting to the stimulus. I cannot tell you how powerful this is. It is a game changer in life. And it can be a game changer in the life of your kids. If you're like me, I'm 50 now. I turned 50 last week. And if you are like me and you're thinking to yourself, if I were a kid today, I don't know how I'd handle it. I don't know how I'd handle social media. I don't know how I'd handle the screens. I don't know how I'd handle all of the stuff that's happening that's being taught to our kids through everything from TikTok to video games to even curriculum and school and so many other things that create stress and strain on these children. It, the world was a simpler place when I was growing up. Absolutely. I mean, man, we had the Cold War going on, right? We had the evil Russians over there and the, you know, wonderful Americans. And it was that. There was good, there was evil, and that was it. And then we had a whole bunch of fun. And that, I mean, that's kind of what it was. Sure, we had stress from girlfriends or boyfriends. We had stress from, uh, you know, having to study for a test or flunking a test or, you know, peer pressure to do this or do that. We had all that. But it's not like it is now. It's seemingly constant now with kids. And so now I feel like these tools become 
infinitely more valuable and more useful to the kids that are growing up in today's world than the world that I grew up. And I recognize, too, that there are many of you listening who have three and four and five-year-olds who are much younger than me and had to grow up in some of this crap yourselves. And, uh, you know, good for you for getting through it because it's been it's it's a challenge to even watch uh, as an older guy, let alone uh, raise children in as I uh, get the uh, am blessed to do. So first we anchor, then we use the breath work. um, And then when we find that our heart rate is calmed, that we no longer feel that queasiness in our stomach, that things are balanced and we can think more clearly. That in and of itself changes so many things. And it doesn't just change you. It changes how the person that has created the stimulus, if it was a person, or the event that's created the stimulus, how we view that and how that person will then respond, excuse me, respond or react to us. It's very, very powerful stuff. The other thing that you can do and this is a little bit more difficult, especially if the kids are at school or whatever, but they can do it during recess, they can do it during lunch, uh, is grounding. Now, one thing I would suggest, if you're willing to do it, and yes, I know that wintertime is coming, and so there's, there's all kinds of little caveats here, but grounding can be incredibly powerful, and if you can teach it to your children when they're young, they can use this for the rest of their lives as well, and that is getting their feet in the dirt. Now, that can also be the lawn. It can be the lawn. It can be the dirt. It can be a sandbox. It can be, you know, whatever. Uh, it can be the ocean. It can be a lake. It can be a lot of different things. But you got to be in touch with the earth, uh, with the ground. And being grounded will change the energy of the body and helps to also get us into a state of much more balance and much more of the rest and digest side than the uh, fight or flight side. So before school in the morning, if you don't have to stand in the snow anyway, if you're willing to stand in the snow, I wouldn't discourage it. Uh, but, uh, put your feet in the dirt or put your feet in the lawn, um, and get in contact with nature, um, hug a tree. And I'm not kidding. I know that sounds so voodoo, but there's actual energy and all of those things that help to balance us. And if you'll do those things heading off to school, along with a little bit of breath work, the school day starts out a lot, a lot, a lot prettier. Now, as a parent, one of the things that you can do, because this is also, I would say, a very educated guess, and it's from personal experience, getting the kids ready for school. Well, that's a fun time, right? I mean, that is amazing because you always have plenty of time. There's never anything that goes wrong. The car always works. Uh, the meal always uh, comes off without a hitch. If you're making a lunch, that's never a problem. You always have all the right things on hand. Uh, the homework is always in the backpack like it's supposed to be and so on and so on and so on, right? Uh, obviously, all of that stuff can and does go wrong on a regular basis every morning before school. So if you are a parent who is getting kids ready for school, it is, I believe, your responsibility to set the tone. And it is up to you what tone will be set, and they will mirror what you do. You know this, I believe, but maybe you're not paying as much attention to it. I know I didn't when I was younger. I certainly pay a lot more attention to it now. So what is the tone that you're going to set? The first thing is when you see them in the morning, it is a big, broad, beautiful smile, a hug, 
um, uh, you know, a, a little uh, back rub, whatever it is that works for that kid to let them know that you love them, you're there for them, and you want the best day possible for them. Set them, set the expectation of a happy, productive, efficient morning because you get to choose. And if you do, more often than not, they'll come along with you. But if they wake up grouchy, you don't have to get grouchy back. If you wake up grouchy, they're likely going to get grouchy back, right? So if you wake up, if they wake up grouchy and you wake up with a smile on your face, it may take a little bit of time for that smile to wear them down, so to speak. But keep the smile up. Do the breath work yourself. Anchor yourself. Ground yourself and keep being resilient in your happy morning. If you wake up grouchy, figure out how to get out of it before you talk to your kids. It will change the tone and it will change the day. I really, truly believe it and I've witnessed it. Another thing that can be extremely useful uh, that is, uh, it takes a little bit more work is an Epsom salt bath or a magnesium chloride is even better than Epsom salt in uh, little magnesium pellets or flakes. Uh, most health food stores sell them. We certainly sell them at Vitality Nutrition. And, um, you know, in the morning, it's a little tough, right? Most kids aren't bathing in the morning, at least not a bath. Uh, maybe they're taking a shower or whatever. But you can definitely do that at night before bed. It'll help with sleep. It'll help to relax. It'll help to remineralize the body. It'll do some really, really good things. It can also help to take the edge off of stress. And before I leave this mental, emotional thing uh, from a, a tools standpoint, because I'm going to talk about supplement supplements that you can do, uh, and what you can shift that way as well. But before I leave it, I want to make sure that you don't forget your RAS. And uh, let me say that slower. You don't forget your RAS, your reticular activating system. Now, if you haven't heard me talk about the reticular activating system, listen up because it's powerful stuff and I have to do it kind of quick because I'm going to run out of time. But if you have heard me talk about it and you need a little bit of a refresher, um, there is an episode uh, where I talked about Thanksgiving uh, back in November of last year and I spent 20 minutes or so talking about the RAS, the reticular activating system. The basics are what you tell yourself, you, your, your body believes, your brain believes. And the four ways that we program our RAS is uh, are what we say to others, what we say to ourselves, what we write down, and what we focus on. Those are the four things that tell our brain what we want. And so if we are saying to ourselves or to our kids that things aren't going well, if you hear your kids saying, I'm so bad at math, for instance, well, their brain is going to try to prove that fact. And that is neuroscience. There's no woo-woo about this. That is absolutely proven-backed neuroscience. The brain will find confirmation of that belief. So if you hear your child saying they're bad at math, and if you think in your head, yes, they are bad at math, they always do poorly at math, stop agreeing and stop even saying, yes, you do struggle with math, you're not this, you're not that, whatever it is. Instead, reframe. 
help them with some breath work and help them understand that they are as good or as bad at anything as they believe that they are. To a large degree, that is actually true. I learned as a child, or well, as a child, I thought I was horrible at math. And then as a business owner, I realized I'm actually pretty good at math. But I had a couple of bad experiences as a kid in the math class, and I believed I was bad at math ever after. But you know what? I can tell you just about anything you need to know about retail math, and I'm pretty good at it, and I can do most of it in my head. Nothing changed. I have the same brain that I always did. I just recognized later in life that I wasn't as bad at it as I thought I was. So don't forget your RAS your reticular activating system, okay? Don't forget that. And if you hear your kids saying things to themselves about how bad they are at something or how rough the day is going to be or how much they hate A days or B days or whatever it is, help them reframe it. It takes time, but it will pay off. And if you find yourself saying how bad you are at some aspect of parenting, fix that too. Okay, so that is uh, the start. I'm going to shift gears now and move straight from the tools portion into the supplement portion and talk about what you can do to be ready for the immune system issues, the focus, you know, how do we get our brains where they need to be uh, so that we can focus on things. This is for our kids as well as for uh, ourselves and what we can do about stress and anxiety uh, that come with school for so many children. So that'll be um, the, the focus for the rest of the show. Before I get into that, I do want to remind you, if you're interested in learning more about this stuff, this emotional health and balance, the emotional vitality, as we call it, we do workshops every Wednesday night, almost every Wednesday night. There's a series of five of them. They don't go in any order, so you can join any time that you want. And if you'd like to try one, uh, hit me up at Jared Saint on Instagram. Call the store, 801-292-6662. You can do them on Zoom. You can do them in person. Uh, we even record them if you uh, can't make it on Wednesday nights. We try to make it as easy as possible. They're $39 for two and a half hours. So it's very inexpensive way to learn and the tools that we teach in those two and a half hour workshops are invaluable. Uh, you literally just got like a 25 minute taste of what we teach over five, two and a half hour workshops. So it's just the scratching of the surface. But if that was interesting to you and you felt like it was valuable, there's much, much more. And if you'd like to join us, we would absolutely love to have you. Okay, let's talk about the first thing, because it, go, it comes right along with what we just talked about with the mental emotional stuff. So we're going to talk about focus and stress. And then at the end, we'll pick up on immunity. Okay, focus. So I want to do this in a way that I've, I've been doing it more recently because I recognize that sometimes I haven't given enough detail. And I'm, I'm starting to get that feedback from people, which has been really, really helpful for me. If you have feedback on how I do the show and how I present things and you have extra questions, please reach out. I would love, love to hear from you really sincerely. It makes me better at this and the better I am, uh, hopefully the more help that I can provide. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about what the supplement is, which brand or brands I prefer, how much to take and when to take it. Okay. Now, we're going to be going through all the age groups, including parents, okay? So I'm going to do this as quickly as I can and concisely as I can. Let's start with the core. Remember, I have my Vital 5. 
my vital five consists of two things that I'm not going to touch on today, multivitamin and digestive enzymes. They're very, very useful. Uh, Digestive enzymes really mostly for adults, not so much for your kids. And kids' multivitamins are a little bit of a mixed bag, but there are some good ones out there. And if you need help with, with that, you know, let me know and I can tell you which ones to avoid and which ones to try. Um, I would recommend avoiding the gummy ones from like Costco and stuff like that. They're, I, in my opinion, of very little value. But let's talk about the three that really matter when it comes to focus and stress. Those are probiotics. Uh, particularly spore-forming probiotics. And for the little ones, there's a gummy made by Nordic Naturals that I really, really like. Um, It is, uh, in fact, we're going to be doing something really special next week. I don't know what day this is going to start. I'm hoping, uh, well, it'll start Monday if we have it in stock. We're waiting to get the order, and it's either going to show up Monday or Tuesday of next week. But we're going to have a uniquely great deal on those probiotics something like 30, 35% off. We never have them on really anything more than about 10 or 15% off usually. Uh, the best deal I've ever had on them, they just offered it to me yesterday. Uh, and so I ordered up a bunch. It is uh, the Nordic Naturals Chewable. Um, it's a gummy and it tastes like candy. It is truly delicious uh, probiotic that has bacillus coagulans, my favorite of all of the probiotics. Uh, for your older kids, uh, the gummy's still fine, but uh, the Precision Probiotic, uh, from uh, which is my brand, works great for kids that can swallow pills. You can also open the capsules and dump it into food. Um, half of a capsule for a kid is great and, and, until your kids get to be closer to adult size, and then a full capsule a day makes sense. On the gummies, I typically, with the little kids, one per day. With the bigger kids, two per day. Um, that sets the stage for all of this stuff neurologically. Remember that most of what happens in the brain starts in the gut. It's a really, really important thing to understand. The gut is the second brain, and some people say it's even the first brain. But that has to be there, the foundation for all immune stuff, the foundation for all mental-emotional stuff, the foundation for thought processes, for memory, for focus, all of that stuff starts in the gut. So the probiotic is critical. Magnesium is the other super, super critical thing. Almost all of us are extremely deficient. I've done many, many shows on magnesium, so I'm not going to get into a lot of detail. Suffice it to say that my favorite for kids is a powder from Natural Factors called Magnesium Bisglycinate. Magnesium Bisglycinate, you can, it's sour, but it doesn't really have a flavor to it. So you can mix it in juice, no problem. You can put it in a smoothie. Uh, you can even mix it into like sauces and things like that. Most kids don't even notice it's there. But there are also chewable ones. Uh, Cal makes a couple of chewables uh, that are really good. Natural Factors makes a chewable that's really good as well. Um, with magnesium, you really have to go a lot based on weight and tolerance for the little, little ones like preschool and, and you know, kindergarten, first, second grade. 50 to 100 milligrams is typically plenty. Once you get into kids that are, you know, 75 pounds or so, 100 to 150, maybe even 200 milligrams. And then once you get to kids that are, you know, 100 pounds plus, it's going to be more like two to 300 milligrams. If you give them too much magnesium, it will not hurt them, but it will cause diarrhea and you'll know and then you just back off the dose. Uh, but though, that's the other key, key element. And again, it, it matters for immune system. It matters for stress. It matters for focus. It matters for all that stuff. And then omega-3 would be the other big one of the vital five. Seventy percent of the gray matter in the brain is made up of omega-3. If you've got kids that will not... Um, 
swallow capsules, then the Barleen's Omega Swirl is an excellent alternative. They, it tastes like candy. My kids love the stuff. Um, they look like little birdies when I t- pull it out of the fridge. They open up their mouths, tip their head back, and I squirt it straight in, and they love it. It's delicious. Uh, the one that I prefer is... It's important to understand this. There are really low concentrations and really high concentrations of this. Economically uh, and just dosage-wise, it's easier to use the high concentration. The citrus sorbet specifically is the one that most kids absolutely love. It's a 1,500-milligram dose, which is great for your kids that have that struggle with like ADD-type symptoms or the kids that are you know closer to adult size, 100, 150, 200 pounds. They would want the full dose, which is a tablespoon. The little ones, about a half a tablespoon or even a teaspoon for the really little ones is a great dose. Uh, there is another excellent omega-3 that is, it, it does taste a little bit more fishy, but it's a liquid from natural factors. Economically, it's much less expensive. Uh, and then we also do have DHA in little capsules uh, for kids that want to swallow those. There's also a new mini omega-3 that Natural Factors just put out. Mini uh, is really, really cool because it's less than half the size of a normal fish oil capsule for your junior high school kids and up probably relatively easy to swallow for kids that age that can swallow pills. So uh, those are, and on the minis, um, at that age, I usually recommend two of those a day. So that would be the core things for focus, for memory, for stress. Those three, the omega-3, the magnesium, and the probiotics. The next thing that I recommend is theanine. L-theanine and a chewable for the little kids or a capsule for the bigger kids, but the chewable tastes great and a lot of bigger kids like it. Uh, from Natural Factors, it's called Sun Theanine. It is a fantastic thing that helps the brain get into the alpha state as well as uh, increasing GABA to calm over activity in the brain. That really, really helps kids to focus in on the math quiz, to focus in on uh, their homework, and to help just kind of take the edge off of stress. Really, really useful. Can be used before bed if they're stressing out prior to sleep. Can be used before homework. Can be used before school and even taken at lunchtime uh, if they're struggling with things in school. And it's very, very safe at a variety of different doses. So I recommend starting with 100 milligrams, but working up to two, three, or even 400 milligrams uh, per day, depending on the kid and the need. And you can experiment. And the cool thing about theanine is you can really tell a difference when you do it. If you've got a child who has significant stress and anxiety, or if you struggle with significant stress and anxiety, all the stuff I just talked about matters, but you can skip the theanine and you can try the anxiety release formula. This is my formula. I'm completely biased about it, but I absolutely love it. It's got the best ashwagandha. It has plenty of L-theanine in it, and it also has the B-complex to help support the nervous system as well as three really key herbs to help calm and relax the nervous system. And uh, as long as your child can swallow a capsule, it will be great for them and also excellent for you. Okay, now uh, with the time that I have left, let me jump into the immune system. A lot of parents get really nervous about you know, going in and sending their kids into that cesspool we call school, you know, whether it's a private school or a Montessori school or a public school or a daycare or whatever it is, it's an environment where there's going to be a lot of other kids with snotty noses and all that kind of stuff, right? 
So really the key is how do we prepare our own child's immune defense, prepare their terrain so when they come into contact with someone who is out of balance, they are able to maintain balance. But with one caveat to everything I just said, and that is when you have little ones especially, I would say from the age of you know about one or so, well really even birth, but especially one or two years old it seems, uh, when, you know, toddlers that are starting to run around getting into things up to around, you know, seven or eight years old. But typically, I would say for most kids, maybe between about one and five, one and five or six, somewhere in there, they're going to get sick more often than you'd like them to. They're going to have snotty noses more often than you'd like them to. They're going to get strep more often than you'd like them to, ear infections, whatever. All of that is normal. It is a natural part of them building their own immune system. Resist the urge to medicate for these things. Resist the urge for children's Tylenol. Unless they have an extremely high fever, Tylenol only fights the body's ability to fight off these illnesses. We have to remember that fevers are our friends. Also, resist the urge to do an antibiotic. Uh, In many cases, these things are viral, not bacterial. The antibiotic will only wreck the digestive system. And that is where things like colloidal silver can come in handy and be extremely effective. And sometimes it's just time. It's okay to be sick for a few days. It's okay to take a break from school for a few days. It's okay. It is part of the process, and it is all normal and natural. Now, now is a great time for me to remind you that I'm not your doctor. I am not a doctor of any kind. I have no degree in uh, any of this stuff that I talk about. My degree was given to me by 50 years of life experience uh, running and owning a health food store for the last 35 of those years. And then, you know, being a a dad and doing it for my own kids. But uh, I'm the guy people come to when they have questions about all this stuff. And I work with a lot of people and I've seen a lot of things, but I'm not your doctor. As such, I am not legally qualified to give you any type of medical advice. And my advice is not designed to preclude the advice of your health care professional. So just keep that in mind. This is how I see things. Um, you get to choose how you'd like to do things with you and your children. But if you are looking to maintain optimal health, our kids, as a general rule, will be much healthier without antibiotics than they will with, with antibiotics. Antibiotics are a true lifesaver sometimes, but most antibiotics are not a lifesaver, and in many cases they're not even useful. But one thing that they always do is damage the gut microbiome, which produces a weaker immune system for the next assault. Okay, so what do I recommend on a regular basis for kids when you're trying to keep their immune systems up? The probiotic gummy that I talked about earlier, it's such an awesome thing because it's so universal. So the probiotic gummy or the precision probiotic, either of those will work absolutely great and will be the very best immune defense thing that I can imagine doing, really. Maybe besides sleep. Make sure you're allowing for enough sleep for you and your kids. And if you've got tweens, uh, preteens, well, I guess that's the same as a tween. <laughs> preteens, teens, uh, remember, they have to sleep even more, like 9 or 10 hours a day. And they're not getting that, not during the school year, unless they're maybe they're homeschooled and they might get it. And that means that on the weekend, let them catch up. Get some Zs. That matters. Also, keep them 
plenty hydrated. That's a huge thing with the immune system. But the probiotics, that's a big deal, and they can take it every single day during the school year if you feel like they need to. Vitamin D3, especially once the winter months come and the days get short and darker, uh, we want to make sure their vitamin D levels are up. The vitamin D, you can do gummies, you can do liquid, you can do tiny little capsules, you can do tablets that you can put under the tongue that dissolve. There's so many options. As far as ages and doses, that's one that you can discuss with your doctor. What I typically recommend is around 400 to 800 units for the little ones per day. Um, in the middle, you know, 75-ish pounds and up, uh, maybe 1,000 or 2,000 units. And then for the older kids, especially if they're getting closer to adult size, uh, maybe as much as 5,000 units. But again, that's one that uh, you can look at in a blood test if you really want to know where the levels are. And uh, you can discuss that with your doctor. If you are giving them supplemental vitamin D3, I do recommend that you also supplement some vitamin K2. And you can go back to my vitamin D3, K2, and magnesium episode to listen to that information right there. Vitamin C on a daily basis. My parents sent me off to school with emergency. Every single morning, I took a glass of emergency uh, before I got on the bus to go to school. And if you're familiar with emergency, it's a little packet. You open it up, you put it in water, it fizzes, and you drink it. And it tastes pretty good. I loved emergency. Emergency got bought out by Pfizer about eight or nine years ago, and they ruined the formula. It isn't what it used to be, and I'm not going to give any of my money to Pfizer if I can possibly avoid it. And I suggest that you do not give any of your money to Pfizer either for anything. But here's the thing. There is an alternative, and I love it. It's called Inner C, E N E R C, E N E R C. Fantastic stuff. It does, it's what emergency used to be. It's actually made by the people that used to make emergency, and I love it. For the little kids, half a packet a day or a full packet for the bigger kids is an awesome option. We also have some really yummy uh, vitamin C gummies that are coming in on that same deal that we're getting on the Nordic. Um, probiotic gummies as well that will be on sale next week on vitalitynutrition.com and at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. And then on hand, you don't use these daily, at least I don't see the reason to use them daily, but they are the best first line of defense I'm aware of. The first one being colloidal silver and the brand that I love is Silver Biotics. It can be used for all the things, uh, sinus things, ear things, eye things, throat things, all the things. Um, if you need more details on that, I'm actually going to do a full show on colloidal silver with the um, uh, science advisor for silver biotics, uh, hopefully within the next 30 days or so. I'm trying to nail down his schedule uh, to match up with mine, but we're hoping to do that very, very soon. And I've talked about colloidal silver uh, a lot on the Just Ingredients podcast, episode 61 with uh, Carlin Call, as well as on this podcast. But it comes in a throat spray. It comes in a vertical spray, uh, meaning it shoots straight up uh, into the nostril. Uh, it comes in drops uh, that can be put in various places, and you can swallow it. Uh, typically about a half a teaspoon a day, or sorry, about a half a teaspoon about six times a day is what I recommend for the little ones and about a teaspoon six times a day for uh, adults and for bigger kids. And then the last thing on the list would be elderberry gummies or elderberry syrup. I love elderberry. The research on elderberry for viral things specifically is absolutely phenomenal. 
cutting the common cold about in half, cutting the flu about in half from seven days to about four days uh, in multiple different studies. Elderberry is awesome. Is it preventative? Maybe. There's no study that verifies that. Is it safe to take daily? I think so. So if you want to do that, you certainly can, especially if you've got a kid who's a little bit more susceptible and tends to come home with more things. Uh, Also great for adults, uh, and it comes in capsules, liquids, or gummies. It tastes really good, which makes it easy uh, for most kids to get down as well as adults. And the colloidal silver is fantastic for adults as well. And then also, I should mention for adults, 1,000 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day. Um, Vitamin D uh, during the winter months, probably 5,000 units per day uh, would be my recommendation. And I have run up against the clock. I hope that I got everything in in a clear enough and concise enough way that you got the information you needed. Thankfully, this show is now a podcast, not just a radio show. So if you are listening on radio and I went too fast or you were driving and couldn't take notes or whatever, please go to the podcast. Any of your podcast apps have it. Uh, You can download it and listen to it at your leisure. Take notes if you'd like. You can also call for verification of any of the things that you've heard or to ask for more information at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. If you're on Facebook, join our Facebook community. It is growing like crazy, and it is such a great place with amazing information, lots of fun games, giveaways, and all kinds of other stuff. I can't wait to see you in there. That link is in the podcast description description. And uh, like I said, if you're on the radio and you are not listening on the podcast, you can call uh, or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, and I'd be more than happy to help you find that group. Uh, If you have uh, any other uh, questions, though, like I said, give us a call. Jump on our website, vitalitynutrition.com. And thank you so much for listening to me. I absolutely love delivering this show. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it is, Uh, Go tell somebody. Uh, Let's build this audience of people who are truly trying to achieve the best level of vitality that they can. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.